THC podcast. I was gonna say special by, but it's sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at boygob.com now with 27.3% more bricks. Joe, how was your week? Drink any good teas lately? What's um I'm having a peppermint something or other right now, tea, and trying to find this so I can share it. This thing where you're talking and we're talking about tea, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. Are you drinking peppermint tea because you're getting into the holiday spirit? I am, and as everybody knows, I love Christmas time. (laughs) I love December. Uh, The joy that, you know, the Christmas lights and the trees... And little Santas and elves everywhere brings to my heart. It's a, uh, it's great, man. It's great. I don't know. This show's not appearing anywhere. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. It may be appearing in the hearts and minds of millions. You know, the fucking Facebook's getting harder to navigate and <laughs> do shit. It keeps on wanting to change my shit. Let's see. Share. There we go. We is live. Yeah. So now all the chat is going to get flooded. And uh, yeah, we're probably going to crash the internet. uh, Yeah, this week it's been uh, expensive. Yeah, expensive. My vehicle is in the shop getting that, uh, that engine rebuild going. And will I have it? back this week i don't know i don't know it's a holiday week so things are kind of fucked um i just did the preserve halloween festival i did my part to preserve halloween so you guys thank me 
Halloween will still be back next year, thanks to my efforts and the efforts of a few other people that were there. Now, I'd like to know how the show was, but if you could speak up a little, because it's hard to hear you over the brick knocking. Yeah, there's a pretty loud mechanism going on right now, and I can do about that. People wait to do their fucking laundry until I'm going to record this show that's listened to by thousands. You know, and, at uh, one time. At one time. At one time it was, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. I but, looked uh, into it, Joe. It seems out profanity has a lot to do with that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you, once you're past so many fucks, then uh, I don't know, you're flagged or something, and you just more people don't see it that way or something. Yeah, and it's uh, other words and stuff, like damn and hell seems to be fine. But, you know, when you say stuff like, oh, getting my cock sucked, <laughs> or fucking and sucking, getting raped, Corey Feldman, you know. And that's mentioned all the racist triads you go on to um, about, you know, and, and the way you're. I, I've been trying to warn people about sexual. Russia for years. Of course, been, that's not what you call them. Uh, and also women. You're constantly berating women on the show. Well, that was all the fucking and sucking I was talking about. Well, that was also your thing about homosexuality, too. So, and Arabs. But, <laughs> you know, it all. Uh, or as I like to call them. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, preserved Halloween, saved it for yet another year. The Great Pumpkin will be back. Uh, so how how was the show? It seemed slow. Odd. Now, uh, I'm, I don't know what it was like quite last year because I wasn't there. My buddy Roop and uh, his brother set up for me last year and this year is me and Roop and Roop said yeah it's a lot more busy this year which it was slow <laughs> you know um, we were doing fairly well for that for that amount of crowd luckily I didn't have uh, expenses like hotel and uh, I didn't have to rent a vehicle you know and travel and shit like that so so that was good um Let's see, some of the celebrities that I interacted with, one of them was uh, Lisa Loring, who was the original Wednesday Adams on the Adams Family show, and she was rolling around on a on a, a wheelchair, you know, and, you know, uh, our handicapped yeah. listeners, uh, we appreciate you, we appreciate you. Was but, it because uh, yeah, she, she was old or because she had the quote-unquote bottom knocked out? They said she had just had hip surgery or something. I don't know what that entails. But anyway, she came. She saw my metal piece with the Gomez and Morticia Adams. She goes, oh, I really like that. You know, if you'd be willing to do some trades, you know. Nope. I'm good, lady. I'm good. I don't, you know, not chasing down autographs unless you wrote a comic or something. You know, I'm surprised or, you didn't say something like, hey, you got any nudes? Well, she did. Bitch. I think she did something or other with Playboy, but not like full-on nudes or something. But anyway, I didn't ask her for like that. Play ghoul. Yeah. Um, they had some people there from Halloween Town, which I've never seen. And uh, 
and I don't know, other old uh, JBL was there. You know, <laughs> guy's not a real cowboy, Tom. Did you know that? And you know how I know because when he took his hat off, he would set it down where the brim is on the table. You're supposed to set it down where the top part is there, so it doesn't mess up your brim. You know, hmm. real uh, cowboy with the wearing folks, they know that shit. But uh, he didn't do his research before selling, trying to sell the gimmick. Did you um, call him a pig, fucking piece of shit, and then slap him in the chops. I asked, where the fuck's Ron Simmons? That's who we want to meet. Ron Simmons. But, uh, yeah, that was it. Didn't stick around after the show for any of the after activities or whatever. Just got out of there, got home, and passed what out. What kind of after act, after hour activities they have, like trunk or treating? They were showing movies and stuff. And uh, scary okey. Hmm. And they had a thing with video games and shit. You can go play video games. Um, or you could watch people play video games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Which is the thing that kids do now. It's like, but it's got to be, I guess, on YouTube. So if you film it real quick, you can show it to the kid that's sitting behind you and then he'll pay attention to it. All right. I know how we're going to get ratings. I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab my virtual boy. There you go. VB, they call mm-hmm. that thing. Volleyball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was all right. And thank you, uh, Greg, Melody, and uh, the rest of the Humble Entertainment Group uh, for continuing to send my work my way throughout the year. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it helps me get through my year. What can I say? Thank you. How's that tea? Good. It's done. Um, ah. yeah. But you keep you're drinking week, like it. There's How was your week? And why are you so dressed up? <laughs> Wearing this fine, fine paint rag from fastcustomshirts.com. It was all right. I think I got a lot done. Uh, the last few days, I was pouring these little micro busts. Uh, they're not big, maybe 2.5 inches, maybe. I don't think they're any bigger than uh, 3 inches. You know, it took a few rounds of getting it to cast right without air bubbles and shit. I'm on my second mold now. Hopefully, I don't have to make a third, but I ran out of cups today. I've been using the same cups to uh, measure how much of each part I need, and then I'd pour one into the other and mix it up so the parts would be equal, you see, because the mix ratio is one to one. You got to keep them separate but equal. Yes. So I ran out of cups, and I had to run to the store. Unfortunately, they were out of the cups I was using, so I had to buy bigger cups and it fucked up the ratio that I was at because I knew how much to pour in the other ones. And it's a trial, Joe. I've had this one in the mold for about two, maybe three hours now. I'll, when I wake up, if it's not fucking cured, I'm going to have a real fucked up one, and it's going in the garbage. I'm sure goo residue 
will be left on the inside of the mold, so I'll have to clean it out with acetone and start the fuck all over. But I have 74 of 100 poured, so, whoa. And is this for a job or just shit you're doing for the for the holidays? Yeah, a fucking blow job. All right, so you're doing it to give somebody a job. No, for the love of the game. Okay, all right, all right. I just make stuff, a hundred of one thing, and then throw it the fuck away. Just to prove to myself that I can. Like, I'm a big man. Yeah. Well, I know you did 100 of these. No, I did 104. All right, all right. Speaking of those, Joe, those will be on sale this Thursday and Friday during the DWN Productions Black Friday sale. So head the fuck on over to dwnproductions.net and get 33 the fuck percent off most things. That's dwnproductions.net, motherfucker. But yeah, it was another week. It was another fucking week. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, welcome, Angela, to the chat. Welcome. Yeah, our chat is filling up just as I predicted it would. Mm. Just like you get around June, all filled up. But anyways, Joe, we got to get down to business. Let's do it. This is enchilada business. So last week you said, oi, mate. You got to fry them tortillas a little bit. Get them in there, but not right. too much. Just get them in there a little bit. Doesn't and take they, long because that grease real quick. It does. So I did that and just very slightly better. I don't think that was why it's not as good if I would go out to a restaurant and have actual mexican people and or vietnamese people who know what they're doing making this stuff so joe how definitive you being a quote-unquote mexican person tell all two three including me four including lori later how you as a mexican person would make as you say well, uh, you're making enchiladas verdes, which I don't do, yeah. right? You fuck. You know, no, I, I fucking beef is the way to go on all that shit. Uh, on occasion, I'll make chicken enchiladas, but uh, but it's a rarity. It's a rarity. But yeah, what I do is uh, you go from the oil, you know, heat them up, flip it, heat them up, get it the fuck out of there so it doesn't start to toast on you. Uh, then once you got them piled up, you go to your sauce, you know, flip them in there, throw them in the pan, start throwing your shit in there, roll them up. And then you're good to go until you have the pan filled up and covered with whatever you're covering it with and throw it in the oven. You're good to go. It's not a hard process. It's just a messy process. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's all pretty much what I do. However... Since I'm a WAP, I don't roll them up, Joe. What do you think I do? You make a casserole. You kind of make it like lasagna. Yeah. 
You do layers and shit, don't you? I sure do. Yeah, Why probably, wouldn't I? You know, hey, this thing needs some extra olive oil. Yeah. So, I don't know, Joe. I don't know. I might have to ask old Enrique next time we go down to the Anita Casa. You should. You should. And say, hey, I don't want to come here anymore, but I like your food. How do you make it? You How fuck? do you make it so I can do it myself and cut you out? <laughs> Here's 20 bucks. Yeah. Fuck all that money you're sending to your family back in the old country. <laughs> what would you say it was? Switzerland? You <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so you like movies? I've been known to watch a movie or two. What'd you watch this week, Tom? I know you're always watching a movie a day during the month of November. I wouldn't say that. But uh, last night, I watched the new Polonia Brothers joint called... I wasn't aware they had a new one. Yeah, they do. Both of Polonia Brothers? Yes, the father and the son. Together again. No, the father and the son now, because they're brothers in Christ, you see. Because mm. it's all about good, clean humor with them. And lots of fart noises, Joe. You always say, oh, Tom likes this because it has farts in it. Tee -hee -hee. And I'll tell you this, motherfucker. This shit had so many fucking fart noises, like way more than you should have had. Probably in parts it didn't need it. But every time I left... <laughs> <laughs> so at least that fact, <clears throat> excuse me, is true. Anyways, what is House Squatch about? It's about a uh, 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 a house squatch, which is in actuality uh, maybe a gentleman. I don't know, but somebody in a very, 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 very cheap gorilla costume. It points, it looks like that uh, fur fabric you'd buy from Hobby Lobby, hot glued on a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> Doesn't look great. But uh, at least action movie superstar Ken Van Sant's in it. You'll remember him from our favorite actors with a mustache list. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. It's another... Fucking Polonia probably shot in two days maximum. Garbage ass movie with a lot Where'd of you watch this? parts over it. I think this was an old Tubi. Like that song, Hang On Tubi. Mm -hmm. Tubi, Hang On. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. You ever sing it in the shower? All the time. All right. But uh, yeah, it's. It has some funny parts, but uh, if you're not uh, adverse in the world of Polonia Brothers Entertainment, I wouldn't say, "Hey, go watch this one first. Go watch some. Go watch some other ones first, but not this." Which one. other ones? Joe, to be honest with you, I'm real tired, and I was trying to think of something <laughs> while I was saying some other ones. That's why I was saying it a little slower. Maybe splatter uh, form? No, I'm not a fan of that one, really. Uh, 
Get on Call over it. to Alternative <laughs> Cinema and buy the splatter. <laughs> Halloween night. All one word, not Halloween night or Halloween night, but Halloween night. All one word. Go find that one. It's about a killer scarecrow. Boy, does it suck. But so <laughs> does all their other ones. But it's funny to laugh at. Are they Are they trying? I, we'll never know. It's, it's a gimmick. Maybe. Is it? They think this is good? I don't know. In House Squatch. Like their running joke in this fucking movie is they made, you know how fucking you do because you're in the cryptid community or whatever the fuck they call it. It's all about footprints and shit, right? Yes. So they got some fucking black poster board and cut out squatch footprints and they put them all over the place like, isn't it cute? It's not. Wasn't funny the first time. Wasn't funny the fucking eighth time. I'm sorry, but no. It's, uh, and this one's directed by uh, the father and the son. So there's a weird amalgamation of styles going on. But, uh, somebody says, son of a bitch in it. And that's, uh, that's a staple of a Polonia Brothers movie. A weird motherfucker with a shitty Pennsylvania accent saying, son of a bitch. So, Ken Van Sant and his frizzy fucking hair, he's in it. Uh, the guy who says Scarecrow, like a big dickhead from Halloween night, he's in it. And, uh, I mean, it just sucks. I got some entertainment value out of it because I like hot fucking diarrhea garbage dumped on my dude. fucking head. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say... Uh, Go and go and watch this one as your first foray, Ken, into Polonia Brothers Entertainment, the world of, if you will. All right, well, Thank Tom, you. I watched a movie called Solemn. Maybe that's how it's pronounced. I don't know for sure because this movie is a. Uh, west african country movie i don't know what country exactly but it is about three mercenaries three badasses tom that are known throughout whatever country this takes place in as uh i forget what they call them let's call them the badass guys so the badass guys are smuggling a drug lord out of the country because the country decided you know what Let's fucking kill all the drug lords in our country and end the uh, the drug problem. So they've been hired to get him out of there, but the the plane that they're dry, they're flying out has been shot. You know the fuel tanks. They got to land. And guys thinking, well, I know this village right over here. We'll just go and hide out at this village for two days or so. Get some fuel. Go back, repair the plane, and we'll get out of here. But there's sneaky shenanigans going on in this village tom the people are kind of freaked out freaky the guy that's running the village he's kind of kind of a little too nice you know and turns out this village is uh they got to make sacrifices to some spirits that are made of it's like cgi flies it's like and they're surrounded by cgi flies or something you know real shitty effect and it's probably the only shitty thing 
about this otherwise good movie, which turns out to be a revenge movie. You know, so here's our spoilers part for those of you that want to turn this part off. Uh, the mercenary got him there on purpose because he was once a child captive in this uh, community. And he's gone back to kill the main guy that used to fuck him when he was a kid. And he does. He gets his revenge. But now they got to get out of there. They got to escape these spirits, too, Tom. And it's pretty good. It might make a list. It might. It's definitely on my possibilities list. You know, like I haven't gone back to make any definites, but this is a pretty good movie. It's got good music. I'm watching it and trying to figure out what, what language is that because it's part Spanish, part French, part whatever, Swahili. Crazy language, uh, but good movie. Good movie. W would recommend solemn i think i saw it on shutter i'm not sure i'm not sure that that's how it's pronounced but if you're a racist stay away <laughs> i think there's maybe one white person in it maybe not you know but uh yeah stay away because even the like the spirits they're real dark and everything too so you're not gonna like racists they would you watch tom well, uh, you said the music was was really well done in this. Mm -hmm. What kind of music was it, Joe? Do you remember the score? I don't remember it, but uh, I may go put it back on, and just to have the music in the background, you know, while I do my sculpting and measuring stuff in cups. You just remember you were captivated by it. You were I was. enchanted I was like, by the rhythm. Good. I was like, fuck yeah, that, that's a good move, music for being stuck in the desert for a little while during this scene. This movie takes place in the desert, huh? Part of it takes place in the desert, but I think that whole country is a desert, Tom. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see, Joe. Hey, Joe. You know who the Aqua Teen Hunger Force are? Yes, those are those uh, fast food things. Those fast food things. Yeah, there's like uh, one guy that works at Fazoli's, <laughs> the, uh, McDonald's, and I don't know what the other one is, a piece of paper or something. Yes, that is. <laughs> it's not the burger, but it's the paper that the burger is wrapped hey, in. That's go. the third member. Of the yeah. team. So, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is a uh, cartoon show that uh, I don't want to say launched with uh, the uh, early or the original Adult Swim lineup because it did come early, but it wasn't one of the uh, original things with like the two Space Ghost shows and home movies and shit. However, it did. It did premiere pretty early on in the infancy of that block of shows. Anyways, flash forward to I don't know how many years. What are we looking at now? About 20 years now? And yes. everything from 20 years ago is getting a fucking movie on a streaming service. If they think they can get a little bit of money out of some old nostalgia or something... 
God bless it. They're going to try it, Joe. Did you ever watch this one? Obviously on, not, because you thought it was a fucking hamburger wrapper, man. On occasion, I would watch it. They would integrate, like, real backgrounds and stuff. And there was an Italian, stereotypical Italian guy in it. that uh, Not the meatball, but <laughs> another guy that was just in, like, a wife beater and some medallion or something and sandals, you know. Typical WAP stuff. Yes, that would be Carl, the next door neighbor. Yeah, him. He had a swimming pool, an above ground he, swimming pool. He did. He did. And that one makes a cameo in this, the second Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie called. The swimming pool makes a cameo? It does. But All we'll right. get to that. Okay. So 20 years later, we have a second Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie called. Plantasm. That's hmm. kind of ironic how that works out. It is. It is. This uh, has nothing to do anything, no references to Phantasm or anything in it. But in this one, the team has disbanded. I should say maybe this takes place after the series, but uh, I haven't seen the first movie, and I watched about half of... Uh, the complete series of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I know they changed their name at some time halfway through or something. Didn't watch any of that shit, but I did watch all the old original shit. Anyways, now the team is broken up. Frylock works at the Amazon-type company. That is the paper guy who is wrapped around the hamburger. And then you have the actual hamburger himself, who is working at a dog shelter where he sleeps at night. And then we have, who was the other one? I forgot what you said, the other one. And the tampon. An umbrella. The umbrella. Yes. And the umbrella is homeless eating at soup kitchens. Are they still teens? No, but that is addressed in the movie. Okay. That I think about it. So instead of getting into all this fucking bullshit about a dumb fucking little cartoon movie, Joe, it's pretty funny. I had some fucking good laughs. Probably never watch the shit again, but uh, it's worth checking out. Running time. Uh, maybe 74-ish minutes. They make right. a joke about it. Like saying, ah, oh, you thought you were going to get a full-length movie, you piece of shit, but this was made for streaming. Oh, suck a dick. And she's Good like, oh, got him, I guess. But yeah, I was just listening to myself talk about this movie that's just like, yeah, it's rambling on. I understand why people don't listen to this shit now, let alone watch. <laughs> fuck. All right, Joe, what do you? What? Nah, I don't give a fuck. Boy, God. Tom. Here's one that you recommended to me, and this is uh, another Shutter uh, release or whatever. Mad God. Mm, I don't. I might have recommended it. Yeah, this is a stop motion type movie. You know that uh, it's about. I don't fucking know. Don't know. So it's about life. Claymation and how cool guy. It is. That goes exploring, and yeah, things are real shitty. You know, but hey, you know what? You didn't go had need to go to subterranean levels to see how shitty life is. You know, you can just fucking step out your door. Um, 
it's cool. You know, it's it looks <laughs> cool. And, you know, hey, kudos to you, dude. It took a lot of work to do this shit. But fuck, is it boring? <laughs> you know, it's like this should have been like 30 minutes, 45 tops. It uh, it didn't take that Aqua Teen Hunger Force you know, route and let's do an hour and 14. Now this goes like 135, you know? Um, yeah. And it's just too much. It's the same shit. And it lingers on shots, you know, for way too long. And it's, and it's repetitive to where if you do not off, which I did, you know, you can not, you can come back. It's all shit happened. So fuck it. You know, you don't really miss anything. Uh, I can't recommend this. You know, <laughs> I can't recommend more than five minutes of it to somebody. Check it out. Say, oh, that looks cool. You've seen the whole movie right then and there. You know, there's there's nothing that it builds up to that's spectacular. That's like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is definitely worth the pay up. No, it's not. I mean, you know? the cuckoo clock. Time's cuckoo, up. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> Those things always sound cool. But even that. Is not good enough for me. Mad God. All right, Tom. I give it the fuck you. (laughs) I take that back. Moderators or whatever of YouTube and Facebook and everything else. I didn't mean to say fuck you. I mean, fuck you might be okay, but you can't, you probably can't say, hey, go get fucked. Yeah. This movie can go get fucked. That's <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I'll probably yeah, no. never watch it again. <laughs> yeah, you will. You're getting it for Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank fuck Walmart will pretty much fucking take anything even if you don't have a receipt. <laughs> Three bucks? That'll do, pig. That'll I don't know. Do. It'll probably have six commentaries, and I know how you are with that shit. Well, I mean, I do have a Phil Tippett documentary on Blu-ray, so. Yeah, that's streaming somewhere, too. That That's probably a better watch than this. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's a nice companion piece. I'll say that because uh, a lot, not a lot of it, but a good majority is him making the fucking movie, so. But, I mean, this movie was making for, like, 30 fucking years or some shit, so. You know what I'm saying, G. I do. I do. But I mean it's if you're if you like looking at weird shit and you want like a miserable life is meaningless movie, then check it out. But uh man, like it is it is very boring, very repetitive, very ugly. But still, like, good to look at. Like, wow, look look at all the detail and shit. It's not, like, the most exquisite work you've ever seen. Like, every fucking picture is, like, pristine and all that. But it's, I'd say, for the art, for the craftsmanship and stuff like that, it's definitely, definitely worth checking out. But it's like a fucking... Fucking 80 tool music videos put back to 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 back with a slightly better music. So a couple of other people said that, but I've never seen a tool 
music video. So, I mean, it's all just kind of ugly stop motion, like weird looking characters and shit. I don't want to say, hey, go look at it because I fucking hate Tool and all that garbage. But I mean, that's the close. Joe, have you ever seen the 90s stop motion television show Bump in the Night? No. I was just like that. Go look up Bump in the Night. Claymation. (laughs) Just like that. Would recommend, Joe. All right. I'll pass because you recommended Mad God. (laughs) So, Joe, I watched Mad God. All right. Hmm. <laughs> you ever see a long kiss goodnight or the long kiss goodnight? Is this with the uh, Samuel L. Jackson? It is. Where he's a spy, maybe? And no. I don't know, Mimi Rogers or Gina Davis. One of there them you go. Okay. <laughs> I've seen parts yeah. of it and kind of forgot what it's all about. It's one of these things where she doesn't know she's a spy, maybe? Yeah, she has amnesia, so she starts out as a fucking suburban white lady, average soccer mom, PTA member, and shit. But Joe, the last eight years, she couldn't remember who she was. Because eight years ago, she woke up somewhere, probably raped in an alley. And she has amnesia. And now it's up to Samuel L. Jackson to help her get her mind back. Turns out she was Jane Badass, super spy the whole time. So, you know, she goes around doing super spy stuff. The end. It was almost there of being like a ridiculously bad movie that you got to recommend because it's so fucking stupid. I mean, it's fucking stupid. And if you want some dumb 90 shit, check it out. But it's not on that level of, oh, shit, you got to see this. So this definitely doesn't seem like your type of flick. What made you watch this in particular? It was on the Grio, and I was just looking for something to watch. It started when I happened to be flipping through, so I said, all right, I'll watch it. I was just, you know, pouring these little things. So, <laughs> Like, there's some good stuff in it. She uh, starts to remember, like, she's super spy badass, and she's teaching her fucking kid how to ice skate. And her kid keeps falling down. She's like, God damn it, quit being a stupid little bitch. You got this. You're going to fucking do it. God damn you. So, uh, she, you know, she cries. And she, she doesn't do it because, you know, she's yelling at a little kid and shit. And as we saw in Speak No Evil, that doesn't really work. So, uh, at the end of the movie, old Gina Davis is fucking, like, dead. I forgot if she got shot a couple times, but something happened, and she's dead as fuck. And, uh, yeah, she got shot by guys in a helicopter. So her daughter comes back, runs up to her, and says, No, damn it, you can't die, Mommy. No, no. And then she comes back to life. So that was pretty fucking funny. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of almost it's almost maybe watch it 
it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It was fine as a watch, a lot better as I thought, but so fucking stupid. And this is like pre 9 11, like all the fucking uh, conspiracy theories about not, oh, it was an inside job by the government to get more money and shit. That's pretty much the plot of this fucking movie. <laughs> And those are the bad guys, the government agent who's going to cause a terrorist attack to get more funding for their sector. But Jane Badass might know, does she really have amnesia? Mm, we have to watch the movie. To take away some of their freedoms. Uh-huh. So she had shamnesia. <laughs> it was a big scamnesia. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Well, let me write that down. That's my new rap song. <laughs> Scamnesia. Fuck. You know what? We'll call the album Scamnesia. <laughs> I gotta write that a little better. <laughs> so, Tom, flipping through the streaming services that I have. and uh, Can you quit being a fucking racist and just say Filipinoing through the streaming? <laughs> um... I watched a movie that said it was a 2022 release called uh, Don't Say Its Name. Turns out this is a 2021 release. And uh, I think Voodoo just puts everything to say 2022 so you'll watch it. You know, but they got me. They got me. Now, this movie starts out with a lady walking down the road it's a snowy night she's a native american but i guess a northern northern native american because it's snowing you know and uh there's this truck on the road and uh the truck's just kind of like coasting along and she's thinking well fuck somebody's out here to rape me the truck runs her over and then the movie starts properly so you're saying she was raped by the truck oh yes yes she was molested by the bumper of that vehicle. It was honor. It was definitely honor. And so the movie starts and something is killing people that have this certain <laughs> logo on the sides of their vehicles. You know, it's the logo of a mining company, you know, a company that's raping the land, Tom. So, yes, the second <laughs> rape in this movie is this company raping the land. Let and me guess. The white guys company? Yes. Yes. Fucking and white guys. I know. What are you going to do? Um, Spit but, on the ground in disgust. So what we get, you know, is is uh, is the camera view of whatever's coming to kill him, you know, and then, like, the person, like, will have, like, scratches on him and shit. And, uh, big scratches? Okay, yeah, big scratches. Shit. And, uh, or they're holding their guts in, you know, and then they'll just, like, drop them, you know, that good effect there. And then you get, like, a shot of their feet with the guts hitting the ground? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a classic so, Yeah, so I'm thinking, hey, this is this ain't bad. This is kind of like uh, the movies that Sci-Fi Channel used to make before they changed their whole thing and started doing wrestling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was the downhill shit for side by dub. Yeah, so it's all right, and it's the the acting is competent. You know, this this lady sheriff. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But anyway, yeah, there's lady sheriff. So the town drunk, <laughs> and, uh, a lady game warden. You know. 
<sighs> they are trying to find out. What the uh, fuck is this? The land of make-believe or some shit? Trying to find out who or what is killing these, but they think it's a serial killers. And it takes them a while to realize, oh, this is like a spirit or something. I was thinking it was a monster. But no, it's not, Tom. It's a spirit. And the movie's going along pretty good. But then they show the spirit. And it's a dude in, uh, like, paint and clothes that a works at a local haunt would wear. Looks really shitty. And then, like, they'll, they'll shoot it. They'll shoot the spirit. And then it turns into a CGI lightning mist type monster. And it looks fucking horrendous. And this ruins what could be otherwise be a decent shitty movie. Uh, it's just it just turns into a shitty movie and because of that cannot recommend but anyway this angry spirit was from the girl that got killed at the beginning like her mom like held on to her heart didn't bury her heart and got her heart to like keep beating and and cause anger out there and to go after the mining people do not recommend Describe this makeup a little more, if you don't mind. You know, like uh, white with black around the eyes and, you know, the nose and black around the mouth a little, you know. Um, there is a poster for it that I guess shows it. Let me see if I can bring that up. Let's see. Let's see. Makeup. Okay, not that one, not that one, not that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah and there's nothing in the movie about like hey this is called the Wakwanto but you can't say that you don't want to say Wakwanto you don't say its name There's not that has nothing to do with the movie yeah but you could see that dude right like working at a local haunt and crouched like that I mean, I could see that guy on stage rapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that one voice that they all use. <laughs> yeah. Go this way. You're gonna die. Ah, you got amnesia. You got amnesia. You don't remember nothing. Your mind's in a freezer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's your hook. <laughs> there it is. Joe, I watched Day of the Dead. Have you heard of it? I've heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, not the holiday. <laughs> the okay. George A. Romero oh, no. holiday. You know, that's what I want to do. I want to fucking... Uh, what is it appropriate someone else's culture like you're doing to me and i'm gonna go to a preserve dia de los muertos or whatever the fuck festival and i'm gonna go there and sell shit that i'll go there and sell fucking nothing <laughs> that's what i'll do <laughs> And say, oh, why did I come here? And, and when the fuck is this in? 
What day is May? Is that when Day of the yeah. Dead is? No, it just uh, it's the first okay. of November. November well, first, Tom. Okay, well, I'm gonna have it in December. Okay. <laughs> you know, right during Christmas. Yeah. Oh shit! Cancel. I got one of those Google things or something in here asking me what I need. So now music is gonna start playing or some. Sh- no, Don't got- play anything. Turn off. Please. <laughs> There's a ghost in my wall show. You have five copies of Day of Driving tomorrow. Fuck. So Day of the Dead. The this George one is the one a. that's in color, right? Well, Dawn of the Dead is also in color. Joe. Blue is the color for that one. Well, I mean, a lot of the zombies in uh, Day of the Dead, you know, if you haven't watched it in a long time, they are. Uh, been a long time they resemble some of the zombies in uh dawn of the dead don't get me wrong there's a lot of good makeups in day of the dead but there are also a lot of makeups in day of the dead that do resemble dawn of the dead makeups but when you got to make so many zombies up it fucking for one day you know that that tends to happen Anyways, in this one, it's the end of the fucking world, Joe, because zombies and zombies, even though they don't show them, but you know, there has to be little dead zombie babies crawling around and shit. And I'm sure some fantastic filmmaker out there has made a movie with zombie babies for a budget of $250 that they shot over the weekend. That is highly entertaining and a fucking cult movie classic. But that's not what we're talking about, Joe. So fuck them zombie babies. Don't do it. It's a figure of speech, but we're talking about Day of the Dead. This, uh, we focus on a group of people in a bunker. There are a bunch of army types and doctors. Nicknames? Excuse me? They all got dumb nicknames? Well, I mean, Squirrely Joe, that's kind of a shitty nickname, but, you know, that's the only one I remember. Uh, Let me think. For nicknames, I know one of the characters' name is Steel. That's the best character. Cracks me up every fucking time he says something because it is highly offensive. And uh, there's Rickles because Steel says, you fucking killed Rickles. He says it like a fucking asshole. Again, cracks me up. And then there's a black guy who says, Doomstone! Don't remember his name, but I remember he does that. And then the doctor's name is Frankenstein. Uh, Sergeant Chucklenuts. I think that was Joe Pilato's name. I cannot remember. But it's good. It's uh, a group of people with one lady. Somehow she hasn't got raped yet, but that's neither here nor there. Truthfully, I think old Steel and his little hedgehog buddy are doing a little fucking and sucking on the side. That's how it comes off, because that black dude and his buddy are definitely in a relationship in their trailer on the outskirts of this cave or mining system, wherever the fuck it is. So this is a uh, group of people 
they're stuck underground in this military facility and uh i guess the uh the guy who was in charge just died so now old joe Pilato has taken over in charge and he is fucking gone he is fucking nuts. Everything that has happened and the shit that he's going through has just fucking crumbled his mind and he's fucking nuts. And uh, he just clashes with everybody and everybody clashes with everybody because it's the goddamn zombie apocalypse, Joe. And tensions are running high. It has awesome effects, awesome fucking zombies. It's just a really good fucking movie. One of my favorite fucking movies, and I would highly recommend it, Joe. This is probably my favorite zombie movie, and definitely, if it's my favorite zombie movie, it would be my favorite in the trilogy. What do you think about this one, Joe? Good stuff? Heard they call you Jello Boy. It's been a long time since I've seen it, and I really don't remember it all that well. I remember it had some, some good scenes that... You know, of course, that iconic one where the where all the zombies rip the guy up and just start pulling his guts out and shit. Um, Joke. I like this one more than Dawn of the Dead because uh, Dawn of the Dead is I've told people is stupid and boring. Um, but I like Night of the Living Dead more than this one for sure. But I I do got to rewatch. Tom this Savini's Night of the Living Dead. I got to rewatch that one too because it's been a long. But I remember being, you know, when Patricia Tallman becomes a badass at the end. I remember thinking that's stupid. <laughs> well, she had a man's haircut, so she was trying to play the part. At least, yeah. Since she didn't get the role of Billie Jean when she was in that movie, she wanted to play her this time. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I gotta watch it again to decide for sure. But I'm glad it's your favorite, Tom. It's hey, good. There's a lot of nice. there's a lot of tension. It's a very, a very uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh bleak, a very bleak movie. I guess because we're the monsters, Tom. It, we're the monsters. Yeah, that's that's what it all boils down to. Sorry, everybody. I'm very tired today, tonight. Yeah, so lobotomy, I will. I will watch it because it's Tom's favorite. <laughs> it's no mad god. Logan, you are. We're all the monsters. We're all the monsters. That's all I watch, Tom. Yep, me too. Hey, Joe. Fuck, where is it? Oh shit. Look out, Tom. Look out. Don't mind my hand. He'll so, take that out in post. No, I won't. Probably. I'm not even gonna fucking edit any clips tonight. Phantasm so two. Two. Uh, this one doesn't have like a, a another title, right? It's just Phantasm Two. Phantasm Two. Never mind. Farewell to the flesh, or you know, <laughs> something like that. The, yeah, none of that. It, it's Phantasm Two: A Lover's Warm Embrace. 
Yeah, so I hadn't seen this one since I saw it in the theater when it first came out. Um, so it's been a while, been a while. Uh, the last movie, Phantasm, ended with what? Like a dream sequence or it's all a dream, but it's not because the tall man was there hanging over old Michael's bed and shit, like about to take him and kill him. But this movie shows that more happened after that. This takes place right after that scene. And Reggie, he's fighting the Jawas. You know, the Jawas have come into the house and he's like, I don't know, going to blow up the house is the only way to get rid of them. <laughs> you know, so they do. See, reasonable. Yeah, and they fight off the tall man. He gets Michael out of there and the house blows up. And the <laughs> Mike's been in the in the old asylum <clears throat> all the time, and he's had plastic surgery while he was there because he looks completely than he did. Of course, it's been a few years, so yeah, he's changed a bit. But yeah, they got a different guy to play Michael this time. Why? Tom could tell you because he's listened to all the commentaries. He's read all the magazine articles. Why did they replace old Michael, Tom? Because Universal... <laughs> was giving them money for this one, you see. And they wanted an actual actor to be in the movie. They let Mike audition, and I'm pretty sure Reggie had to audition to play Reggie as well. But uh, they did not pick Mike. They went with fucking Jack Foreman or whoever the fuck this guy is, whose name I have no idea what it is. But uh, he does look a lot different than uh, old Mike and uh, the gentle fellow who plays Mike in part two. I can't remember seeing this motherfucker in anything else ever. Mm -hmm. But uh, he stands out as fucking a very recognizable guy because... Uh, he played Mike in one out of five Phantasm movies, and that's fucking weird. So, yeah, while he's been in the asylum, he's having visions or, or some shit about some blonde chick that is not the blonde chick movie. It's just some random blonde chick, I guess. That uh, I mean, they're fucking mutants now, and they're linked telekinetically. Yeah, she needs his help, you know, because uh, the tall man is coming for her or something. I, I don't know. But anyway, he's done his time at the asylum. He's given his walking papers. And, uh, <laughs> he meets up with Reggie. The asylum for children who are almost molested. <laughs> right. So but driving, it was all a dream. They're driving back to Reggie's house. He was just so disappointed that he was never molested, that he just sunk into a very suicidal, deep depression. <laughs> so he had to be incarcerated at an all-female fucking asylum because he would pop giant boners at the janitors just imagining that oh one day they're gonna get old and try and molest me so he'd just fucking sleep with his ass up in the air just waiting to spill applesauce or whatever breadcrumbs he had left over like he was stuck <laughs> in the cot <laughs> <laughs> Oh, help me. I'm stuck under my pillow. <laughs> I wish there was an old man to come and fuck me. <laughs> but that never happened, so he was just so depressed and had to be locked away. So they're driving back to Reggie's house, and Reggie's house blows up. 
The end. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's your turn to go to the asylum because now your house blew up. But no, they decide, fuck it, let's go on the road trip that we talked about doing before you went to the asylum. And uh, first, let's break into a hardware store and build some weapons. Yeah, they're going on the road. They're going to hunt down the tall man. But, you know, they know that breaking into a hardware store isn't right. Even if the fucking, like, whole town's abandoned because, of, you know, the Umbrella Corporation and the T-Virus. They, they still leave them some money and even a little extra to get their door fixed for mm-hmm. when they come back. So they pay for everything they steal and broke because they are white. And that's what we do. Yeah, the right thing. We just know that, <laughs> hey, these guys just fucked up somebody's business, but they're good guys, you know? Hmm. So they're on the road, you know? They meet some chicks. Reggie gets laid. Um, well, does he? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, and this chick, uh, her name's Samantha Phillips. She would go on to be in the Dallas Connection and a bunch of other, like, those Cinemax-type movies that are not quite porn, just have, you know, smattering of nudity here and there. But she got a really weird fucking breast implants. Augmentation. Augmentation. She had some work done, and she looked fucking weird with those tits she got, you know? Um is really it because she wasn't ample yeah. and they had to stretch that skin a little too much so maybe things start looking at the ceiling? Yeah, it's just weird. It's like she's got billiard balls, you know, stuck in her. So it's just weird, you know. It's like like she didn't even go all out and let's just fucking make this obnoxious. Instead, she just like got her made weird. But she would also go on to find success as the producers as the producer of the Busty Cops series, of films, <laughs> which we will review on this show at some point. Uh, the trilogy, or unless they made four of them, they might have made four. But anyway, here she's riding Reggie like a cowgirl. I mean, she's riding Reggie like uh, cerebral palsy may <laughs> be in her gene. It is a very horrible sex scene. Uh, it's very silly. And uh, what goes on from there? More fighting, all men's, more of the, the balls floating around and, you know, projectiles being thrown off of, you know, because the, the balls will just fucking drain you, drain you. Uh, and there's something that, you know, usually balls get drained. This time it's the balls doing the draining. Weird, weird little uh, thing going on here. Yeah, so... What the Tallmans does is he moves from town to town and sucks them dry, drains their balls. and uh, No, their balls drain them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this movie, you know, it doesn't have that dream quality that the first one did, you know, but it, it it's more of like a straight-up horror movie, but it's good. You know, it's a good straight-up horror movie. It's... Uh, they like you said they had more money for effects. Who did the effects in this? I'm almost a hundred percent sure that it was K and B. I think so. I think you're right. 
And uh, so, anyway, they kill off the Tallmans, and they jump back in their in the uh, hearse. They're getting away at the with a hearse, and uh, then they stop for some reason. Oh yeah, turns out Reggie's chick isn't Reggie's chick. It's the again he's been people. What he does, he disguises himself as a woman. You know, fucks him and then kills him. But he took his time with Reggie. And uh, Reggie gets out of the car. Tallman kills him. This is the last we'll see of Reggie. I haven't seen part three, four, and five, but I'm sure they're not going to be as good because Reggie clearly dies in this. You know, he's left on the road. And then the Tallmans, we are left to assume. He was left behind. Yeah. We're left to, well, no, he was dead because he was like, Tallman's, I think, like fucking punched a hole through his, his chest. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, cut his balls off, then drained them. And, uh, and I'm guessing he killed Michael and the blonde chick, and uh, and the end. You know, it's got a like evil winds again in this movie. So yeah, I I like it. It's all right. It's not as good as the first one, but it's it's a decent sequel. Yeah. Uh... It depends on what day you get me on, but I always go back and forth on which one I like more, this one or the uh, first one. Just depends on which day you get me on because they are two totally different movies. The first one was an independent movie, and uh, I don't want to say the uh, second one was a big-budget Hollywood studio picture, but I mean for a horror movie at that time, it... It kind of was, you know, uh, they had offices on the Universal lot and all of that shit. So, uh, I mean, this is a more standard, a more linear, not so what the fuck's going on here movie, except for the fact that uh, they blow the fucking tall man up at the end, but then he comes back. But that's kind of par for the course, Joe. The effects in here are pretty cool. The uh, tall man Freddy Krueger monster that comes out of fucking old what's-her-nuts uh, Jean Grey's back. That's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I like it. As for a sequel goes, I think uh, being locked up and not knowing what the fuck's real and what's not, having this weird wanting to get molested fetish, and then going on the hunt for, you know, the guy who is trying to molest you is... It's pretty good. It reminds me of Hard Candy, Joe. Have you ever seen that? I have. It's, it's about this young boy who's picked up on the internet by this older man. And then uh, this young boy gets his revenge on this older man. And when uh, the young boy shows up, the older man's like, what? I thought that you. I was getting a girl. What is this? And he's like, oh, well, come on in. Yep. yep. And then you know what he try where he tries to go, Joe? He tries to go to Fucktown. Mm. Can you believe it? <laughs> to to Fucktown. With this young boy. So one of the things I like most about the first Phantasm was the m- music. And they use kind of the same music here, but it's kind of a little bit more hip, you know. They got elements to it and uh it doesn't sound as good. How how did it sound? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you sure? 
Yeah, it sounded like that's it exactly. Yeah, pretty good. Fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's good shit. Uh, it has the classic line: uh, "You think when you die, you go to heaven; you come to us." And then the priest pisses himself. I think the uh, sphere effect was shot a little better in this one from a better angle probably could have done without his ear getting cut off but i know you gotta you gotta up the ante a little bit i mm-hmm. think i like this uh sphere kill key i think i like this sphere kill just a just a little bit better than the one in the first one because you know i think i think the angles on this one is it's is a pretty good and and shot well, although in the first one you did have that nice uh faux mausoleum background, so I mean it's kind of hard, you know. You like you like the angles or you like the scenery, but I, you know, they did an okay job not really making you know the interiors of this one look like a church, but there was a priest in it, so I guess it was a church. Oh, do you like how they angle them? to the side so they can hold the hose <laughs> in a strategic area so the fluids in your body can flow out. Unless you're the Tallmans and then uh, it's yellow fluids, kind of like the top of our of our thing here. Oh, shit. I didn't even put two and two together. Mm-hmm. That equals five. Oh, shit. So I would recommend this one. I think it's so far, we're two for two of these yeah. being pretty fucking good, Joe. So, next week we'll be reviewing Phantasm 3, Deader. And unfortunately, that one does not have Reggie because he clearly died at the end of this film. Luckily, it does have an African-American woman's in it taking mm-hmm. his place. And she has a haircut like Jax from Mortal Kombat. So you know she will fuck you up and probably stick boots in your dick hole. I forgot what the fuck it was called. But if you want to know what sticking shit in your penis hole is called, go uh, sometime next year, pick up the new release of Fisted on DVD. And you will learn what sticking shit in your penis hole is called. Hey, Joe, you ready to swing into a, another fucking fantastical issue of Spider-Man? This is issue, what, 137? 138. 138. Issue 138. This time, Spider-Man goes back to his apartment, which has been destroyed. You remember the Green Goblin left the bomb there? And uh, the landlord comes up. Hey, your apartment has been sabotaged. I'm tearing up your lease. Fucking legal. They can't do that. But, uh, what is this mess? He tears so, up the lease. So this is Peter's opportunity to go live with the man that he's been obsessed with since high school. And that's Flash Thompson. He says, "Hey, can I be your roommate?" Flash says, "You know, I've been wanting this since high school." So yeah, I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. And they're buddies oh, now. No. You know, they're realizing how much they have in common. You know, like they're both homosexual, and they stay up all night 
talking, it says. Of course, this was during the comics code, so talking means something else. So I mean, nowadays, it's clearly eating each other's butts. Right. <laughs> Duh. But turns out in Flash Thompson's neighborhood, there's a bad <laughs> living there. A guy called the Mind Worm. A guy that was born a freak with a big head, and he, Oof. like... Drove his mama crazy and then killed his dad with his mind control powers. Then he goes to the orphanage and is being bullied and molested by by the <laughs> other kids. And he kills them too or fucks them There's up. There's this one fucking power. bully kid there at the asylum. He's a real fucking dickhead. You know, because truthfully, this fucking this hamster man, what the fuck's his name? Wormwood? Mindworm? Mindworm. Mindworm. The fucking man who looks like a fucking hamster. Mm -hmm. Like in actuality, he has a fucking like hydrocephalic deformity disease and a cleft palate. So he's like one of those babies that, you know, nowadays the doctor would the come chip. in and, and say, hey, got we can the put this to sleep for you. you know, yeah, you don't need to go through with this. But uh, yeah, but this was a different time back this then. This was so. 1974, folks. <laughs> they're just they're they're really picking on him, and they send him off to an asylum because at that time that's what they did. And there's this one bully there. He knows he knows he's not right in the brain, and he tries to take advantage of him. So he uh he throws this gray wig on him, Joe. He throws this gray wig on Mindworm. And then uh, this bully, well, his name was Mike. He pulls down his pants and backs up hungrily and chases Mindworm with his pants down backwards throughout the fucking asylum trying to get molested. This is Tom's theme for the day. Asylum molestation. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man's beats the shit out of him pretty easily, and it's a throwaway issue, as most of them have been. Not... Why wasn't he called Hamster Man or some shit? He looks like a little fucking gerbil man. Richard Gere would have used as a fucking chair. But he's built. He's a built Hamster Man with a weird proportioned body that I don't know. Uh, not good. So he's, he's a West Hollywood Hamster Man. Not good. Meanwhile, in Marvel Team-Up that same month, the chameleon tricks the Hulk to uh, bust <laughs> so much wig on. out of jail. And Spider-Man fights the Hulk for a little while, and then they don't fight. And, and it's not related to anything here, so that's all I'll say about that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, uh, I enjoyed this issue. Just because of how ridiculously stupid fucking Mindworm, which Hamster Man or Gerboltra or some fucking... You need to go do something? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> Looks like something's going on. Just like Looks three like you inches up, over there. <laughs> well, I was drinking pop, you see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think for uh, how ridiculously dumb old Mindworm looked, I would say uh, 
you know, at least Google image mind worm to have yourself a, a good laugh because he looks like a hamster faced fucking idiot. It looks like his whole head is a hamster. Like he not is just a stupid hamster. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. Let me see. Let me see. Let me do a little don't, research. Trick. Don't don't get the new the newest version of Mind Warp, Mind Warp, Mind Worm, where he's just like a drunken hobo in an alley with a hydrocephalic head. You got to get the uh, OG with his fucking sweet tank top and shorts that are probably <laughs> his little... shorts and sandals. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you're right. They did use Mindworm again later on in more modern comics. Yeah, I thought maybe this was his only appearance. No, he's a he's a MCV, a Marvel Comics villain. Should have called him Old Hamster Man or something for sure because uh Mind warp doesn't really go with that guy's fucking face, Joe. But uh hey, enough of you just looking at images on your phone. You like lists? I've been known to enjoy a list or two, Tom. This one was pretty good. Took me a little bit to throw to throw together because I had a a lot of things to choose from. Yeah. So this is our favorite death scenes in uh film, books. Comics, what have you? Pop culture. Pop culture death scenes. I have from the Crisis on Infinite Earths, the DC 12-issue series, the issue where the Flash dies, and he dies fighting the Monitor, and it's one of the very few deaths in comics. You know, he's actually being heroic. And it's pretty cool. Rest in peace, Barry Allen. You clearly died here. You're never coming back. <laughs> then I have the shoe from Roger Rabbit. You know, the uh, Judge Doom, he takes that shoe and slowly dips it into some kind of fluid he has that kills Toon. <laughs> Judge Doom, he hates Toon. The turpentine or whatever the fuck. It's painful and horrific death for this shoe then i have sam jackson in deep blue sea he makes a very inspirational speech then a shark jumps out and kills him real quick and the first time i saw this i got a good laugh out of it <laughs> then i have marvin from pulp fiction it's a guy that uh samuel jackson and john travolta are taking the talk to the boss or something he they're driving and he's accidentally shot his head off and it's a pretty good little death scene because it was absolutely nothing you know who marvin is yes could you name his name no but he's in a Phil lot of Lamar. Shit, a lot of comedy shit mad tv like all that stuff he's all over the place he's a voice actor now he was in Spectacular Spider-Man, but I forget who. Joe Robinson. Probably. Okay. You should look that up. Who did Phil Lamar play in Spectacular Spider-Man? Phil Lamar played Joe Robinson. Joe Robbie Robertson. And then my last honorable mention is Reggie 
from Phantasm 2 because <laughs> it was a surprise to me because I thought he would for sure be in the next three movies. But he is obviously dead at the end of this, lying in the road, just fucking dead. Back from that. Sad day. <laughs> Those are your honorable mentions. Indeed. Indeed. Sorry, I'm just writing a note for myself. Joe, my honorable mentions are as follows. The many deaths of Kenny McCormick in South Park. It's classic. You know, it's a, it was a tradition for a while. They at least have to make an honorable mention. And almost. then I... Mm, almost, but it didn't. So spit yeah. on their shoes. And then I have... Ed Harris's death in the movie Night Riders, where he just says "fuck it" and gets run over by a semi truck. I feel you, Ed Harris. I, I feel you. <laughs> Excuse me. And then I have uh, the Tim White lunchtime suicides from WWE. It was like this thing that WWE would put on their website. And every week, Tim White would fucking kill himself in a different fucking way. My favorite was when he ran into a giant fan, and then the announcer got covered in a bucket of blood. I had a good laugh. Other uh, suicide attempts included self-inflicted gunshot wound and drowning himself in a fish tank. And this was WWE official shit good stuff <laughs> would recommend and then i have ted denslow dying in basketball he choked on a hot dog joe i can't believe it and finally i have one that it almost made my fucking list but it didn't a lot of people talk about the fucking jason sleeping bag kills well, fuck that. In the prophecy, a bear stuffed a little kid in a sleeping bag and threw it up against a tree, and that motherfucker exploded. If you want a sleeping bag kill, go see the prophecy. Would recommend. Hell yeah. And those are my honorable mentions. At number 10, I have Edward Woodward in The Wicker Man. You know, all that shit through the movie and they're finally like taking him captive and leading him up to that wicker man and he sees it and he's, Lord Christ, no! And just starts praying, you know, the whole time. Like he's, you know, he's obviously like a Christian man throughout. But yeah, at the end, he's like, he knows he's dead. And he's just praying like a motherfucker. And sorry, buddy, these heathens are going to kill you. Your God can't help you. And his head was covered in CGI spirits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Number 10, I have from a movie we watched not too long ago, Feast, when the little monster fucks that lady in the mouth and then she shoots out all that milk and gets blown up. What a terrible way to go. <laughs> but it cracks me up because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> at number nine i have clint eastwood in grand torino 
He goes up to the the uh, gangsters' house and tricks them so they can shoot him and kill him. Mm. But he did it as a way of self-sacrifice, you know, to, to save help. the neighborhood from help, gentrification. Yeah. That's right. But the exact opposite happened, so he died for nothing. Mm. But that kid got that sweet car out of the deal. Hell yeah. Number nine, I have Kevin's death from Sin City. Marv just chops him the fuck up. Stray wolves are fucking eating him. And he's just sitting there with that stupid fucking look on his face. And Joey gets his head cut off and he never screams. Can you believe it? And then, uh, to add insult to injury, his head's given to a priest. And he probably does stuff with because he's a priest and it's mm -hmm. a young boy's head. Yeah, old Marv was upset. He couldn't even get a scream out of him. Fucking prick. At number eight, I have Hodor from Game of Thrones. This poor retarded man died. <laughs> And it was a sad, sad moment. And they flash back or kind of, they go back in time and you see the origin of Hodor and why he died and why he said that shit all the time. It's sad. It's sad. Rest in empowerment, mind worm. Yes. Number eight, from Day of the Dead, I have the scene where Joe Pilato gets torn apart. And he says, choke on him. And then comes in a zombie's eye. But they don't. They just ate him. They didn't choke on him. So joke's on you, Joe Pilato. Of the Pilato Rest brothers. Power, man. <laughs> Pilatio. <laughs> At number seven, I have Omar from The Wire. The badass of the show that got through and escaped so many attempts on his life only to die in a convenience store shot by like a seven or eight year old kid but, uh, while he's trying to buy some smokes or something. Should have went through the drive through. Should have. Number seven. I have. The Sphere Kill from Phantasm 2, because I like the angles better, you see, Joe, and because it happened to a priest. <laughs> At number six, I have Ben from Night of the Living Dead, the best mm. in the trilogy. Uh, Tony Tell. Yeah, because this was shocking, you see. You didn't expect old Ben to get shot. You know, just by and I didn't expect you to fucking stand up out of your seat and start clapping either, but you did, you fucking piece of shit. I did. I did. It was a different time. No, it was yesterday. It was fucked up. You and I, we were here and re recorded a fucking commentary that we can't release now because the whole fucking last three minutes was like, Yeah, he got what he deserved, and a whole bunch mm -hmm. of beeps. And I was like, well, actually. Tom was like stuck under the couch telling me that he dropped his Oh no. And if he didn't find it, he'd have to go buy some new cups and his measurements would be thrown off. 
<laughs> and I kept throwing this wig at you. <laughs> Calling me Mike. Michael. It's either Mike or boy. Those Call are the me old mind worm. <laughs> oh, shit. What are we on, Joe? Number uh, six, six, and it's you, I think. No, I just did six. Oh, all right. Well, my number six is that time Jack Frost raped that lady in the bathtub. You remember that when he raped her to death? I did. Number six. It's a Christmas classic. She was stuck in the shower, you see. Yep. And he helped her out, all right. He helped himself in, really. At number five, I have Maude. She killed herself in the movie Harold and Maude. Took a shitload of pills. She said, hey, I've lived enough. Life's been good. I'm done. Which is a good thing, you know, after, you know, if it's good, go out on a good note. Don't wait till it gets <laughs> shitty again, because it will. It will. Sad moment, though, for Harold, because he finally found somebody he loved. Hmm. Number five. I have street trash. Where that hobo drank the viper, and then he shit himself out blue into that toilet. Spooktacular. You got to show that to children. As early <laughs> as children can understand anything, show them that scene and then try and potty train them. Fuck a ghoulies. Go and shit your fucking eyeballs out in a toilet and turn into fucking blue goo. Well, that'll teach them to not be drinking, too. Yeah, goddamn fucking drunks, or at least not be drinking liquor. Mm-hmm. Speaking of not drinking, those sons of bitches aren't selling pseudo-sue at the store anymore. Even though I talked to the fucking guy uh, two weeks ago, and he said, oh yeah, I'll make sure that we stock it at that location for you, because you always buy it. And now I'm over here drinking water with the fucking shakes and shit. Yeah, as you were walking out the door, he was just like, fuck mm -hmm. you, buddy. Hey, <laughs> scratch that pseudo-sue off the list. Fuck mm -hmm. this guy. <laughs> yep. <sighs> At number four, I have Oi, the Billy Bumbler from the book series The Dark Tower by Stephen King. This is a great character because it's kind of like a dog, but it can talk a little bit. You know, it can just kind of like say, like, you would say, um, oh. he wouldn't say Tom, he would just say, um, oh. you know, the uh, lovable character that meets his fate. And uh, it was a sad moment, sad moment in the book for me. Did some guy hit him when him and his master were out walking? Uh, he was protecting the cotet, yes. And uh, the cocklet? And the uh, guy he was protecting him from just kind of like hit him real hard, fucked up his back, and then threw him at a tree. And he was impaled on one of the limbs. So it was not mm. good. Not good, Tom. You know what I never see is those limbs of trees sticking out like that that are sometimes used in horror movies to impale people on. Mm -hmm. Never see limbs growing like that, Joe. But that doesn't happen in Texas movies because we don't have trees like that, Tom. That's more of a, a northern thing. It's more of an east coast 
northern east coast thing. Is it? Oh, that's a it's a main tree. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I see. All the trees are like kind of like this little tree you got down here. These trees. So those are some impaling type trees there. Is it? Mm-hmm. What 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 kind? What is that? Lobster bark. Yep. I see. Because they're claws, right? Crab cake trees, they call them. Ah. I see. Joe? Number four? Yeah. That fucking drug dealer got his head crushed in by the weights in the Toxic Avenger. That still holds up as being fucking awesome. Would recommend doing drugs that is not getting your fucking head crushed in right having to look for another drug dealer not so cool fuck no yeah at number three i have spock from star trek 2 the wrath of khan spock to save the uss enterprise and it is a sad touching moment for star trek fans everywhere Rest in peace, Spock. He's never coming back because he was clearly dead at the end of that film. Lying on the space street, you know. Pulling a banister. Uh Fuck. My number three is that yuppie who got his fucking head sawn in half at Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. That bridge is a lot bigger than you'd think it would be, Joe. <laughs> Ten mile two. bridge, they call it. <laughs> Ten step bridge. At number two, I have Roy Batty from Blade Runner. And Roy Batty makes a speech. At the end, it's his soliloquy, his death soliloquy. And I tried to look this up to, to see if we had any films that were like that. If somebody said something that was real meaningful while they were dying, not a whole lot of movies like that. But this one, old Ray Batty, he's gone. He was a robot, though. A robot. So did he really die or did he just break down? He broke down. He got the but, red ring of death. But they're obviously never going to fix him, Tom. So he won't be in Blade Runner 2. Joe, my number two is from the fucking hit motion picture Hatchet. And it's where old fucking Vanessa Crowley takes that fat lady's head and separates it like a goddamn Pez dispenser. That was cool as shit. I remember seeing that shit. Uh, what's his name? Fucking old Jimmy Green. He brought this clip to a convention. And uh, we were sitting. Our tables were set up next to him. And he's just like, hey, you fat fuck. You like effects and shit. You got to come see this clip from a movie I'm doing. So I was just like, oh, shit. That is pretty fucking cool. And then I saw the movie, and I was just like, oh, that was pretty cool, but that's the coolest thing in the movie. So maybe you should have left something to the imagination. But that's okay, because that kill is fucking awesome, Joe. 
and that kill he ran to the theater every time a hatchet movie came out <laughs> that's no bullshit you're not wrong joe you're not wrong well you are wrong because i don't run because that's the true. socks would bust right <laughs> you can only have so much compression that's right and once that fucking leg fat starts to jiggle, it'll just start busting the seams, and then you'll have elastic pieces flying it, and the unvaccinated will be struck in the face with with elastic shrapnel and the tears of a fat man who's about to lose his feet only because of his love for yogurt with eight pounds of sugar in each cup. It's even sadder than the tears of a clown. Mm. And Tom, that uh, really gets to me. It's really an emotional death scene every time. And that is Charlotte from Charlotte's Web. <laughs> oh, Wilbur loses his best friend. Uh, his friend that saved him from going to the chopping block time and time again. But... Uh, he just can't save her. When it's time to go, you gotta go. Sad shit, man. Sad mm. shit. Mm. Well, my number one involves a lady giving a gentle fellow what people in the 80s would refer to as a hummer. However, she was not hummering this gentle fellow. This gentle fellow actually had a parasitic monster living on his body. And she was actually hummering this monster. And this monster ended up eating her brains from the inside of her head. And this is from the movie brain damage good stuff cracks me up and uh i'm sure to get this fucking guy's this fucking elmer's head in her mouth her jaw would have had to unhinge like some kind of fucking snake but that's okay because the scene's silly enough for me to still giggle my balls off so joe those are our favorite death scenes in pop culture. I forgot what the fucking list was. <laughs> <clears throat> Joe. Down off of that caffeine. <laughs> Next week, we're going to do, well, shit. I was going to say our saddest movie moments, but a lot of yours will be repeats. So, Joe, next week, we're going to do our saddest movie moments, since I already had it written the fuck down. Everybody, I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. And I hope you get nice and drunk so you can head on over to DWN Productions. We're having the fucking Black Friday sale. Only two days this year, but it's still 33% off almost everything. The barber mask isn't on sale. Shirts aren't on sale. And uh, the five pieces that I'm bringing back that will only be available during the sale will not be on sale. However, 
most of them will be at a reduced price. So head on over there, Thanksgiving and Black Friday, and for the love of fuck, buy something. Joe? I will be at the Horror for the Holidays market thing in Austin on Saturday and Sunday. So uh, if you're in the area, come on by, buy some shit. Uh, Thursday night. And you don't have to come on by. You can come on gay or straight to. All people are welcome. (laughs) Hee hee. Yeah, Thursday I'll be starting the Black Exploitation Friday sale. So all Black Exploitation type shirts will be on sale. This may be the last time we do this at this price. (laughs) My shirts are cheap enough, you cheap motherfuckers. So I don't know. Check it out or don't. I don't know. I would prefer that you did, though. Um, Yeah, that's it. So enjoy your Thanksgiving. I hope you're only if you're American. If you're not, fuck you. Get to work, you some bitch. But if you're American, not if you're Native American, that's a dark day for you. And I apologize for what we did to you. But if you are... If you, this is a terrible holiday and we shouldn't celebrate it anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Native Americans. Sorry. Boy, God.